The Metal Mentality Podcast is brought to you in partnership with AM300 and The Phoenix Project. For more information on both, check out am300.com slash metal. It's time for you to be the you that you know you can be and define your metal. My name is Preston Yule, and I'm the host of the Metal Mentality Podcast. I'm a husband, a father, and American soldier. Changing the lives of others has become my passion. What is metal? It's your strength of character that you rely on to endure hardship. It's your grit. Our mission is to teach you to consistently believe in your ability to endure hardship in a courageous manner. Together we'll learn from some dedicated, passionate, metal-minded individuals who define themselves by their grit and their graduation from suffering. Be metal. Stay metal. Welcome to the show, everyone. This is Metal Mentality. I'm your host, Preston Yule. I have a special guest here today with me. His name is Miles Jack Morrison. He is the CEO and founder of Swole Mate Fitness. How are you doing tonight? I'm doing wonderful. Man, it means so much to me that you're here. You're willing to do this and uh, just share your story with us. It's incredible. Your story is so awesome. When you first told me about it, <laughs> I, I, if you remember, like I literally was crying as you were telling me it because I was like so moved by it. And I'm, I'm going to tell you right now, like. I'm an emotional guy, and I don't apologize for feeling my emotions. Is that it's like hey, apologizing for me? Hey, I started I started coming about love, so you're talking you're preaching in the choir. <laughs> yeah, good, good. Yeah, so you know I might cry, and hey. I, and I, I if that makes you feel uncomfortable, then that's on you. Hey, not, no not on you. are talking to the audience. Yeah, I guess. yeah real real men are not afraid to share their emotions. Absolutely. Right, let's get rid of that stigma, right? Like yeah. you and I right now, let's just start crying. No, <laughs> just start. Just start the whole entire first person to cry wins. Yeah. <laughs> no, so so the show. This is metal mentality. Uh, we talk about uh, metal, which is your strength of character that you rely on in a heart to in difficult times, and believing you can endure hardship and learn from it. But I want to get to the most important question right away. We're going to dive right into this. I need to know your opinion on Bigfoot. Bigfoot? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> is he real? Is it she? Is it gender? Does it have? Uh, you know what? Um, Sasquatch. If that makes you feel more comfortable. Yeah, right. <laughs> we gotta get. Do you know anything is possible, but for me, I I don't know. It's really hard for me to think that we have so much surveillance going on. If we found Bigfoot, I think we would have found it. I, I see where you're coming from. Now let me just throw a little bit more of a curveball to you. Okay. Like so, let's say that it's not. I'm assuming you're saying like a primate, right? Yeah. If, if like I think if we would have found Bigfoot, yeah, I think we would have found it. What if it's more of a supernatural thing? Supernatural. Yeah, you know, like a ghost, demon, oof, spiritual thing, and it shows itself when it wants to. I don't know. Oh jeez, the only ghost I believe in is the Holy Ghost. <laughs> <laughs> the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit. <laughs> All right. Yeah, well. That's super important that we know that now. I'm glad that you shared that. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> but as the Bigfoot thing, um, you know, anything is possible. Let's. For me, if I if I would have seen it by now, I think I would have seen it. Yeah, I, I don't know. I think I don't know what it is. I think people are seeing something, but I don't know what they're seeing. I think they're on something. And, and I think well, they're. We can get way into this. <laughs> Why don't we just make this about Bigfoot, right? Yeah, no, no more mentality. It's like the turn just changes to a Bigfoot talk. Yeah. This is Bigfoot mentality. You're right. <laughs> yeah, no. That's fun to talk about. I, I want to believe. I'll say that. I'm okay. like, I'm like more. I want to believe there's Bigfoot out there. I don't want to see it, though. No, I don't want to see it. We're, we're just talking about crying, so yeah, there yeah, we go. I cry, too. Yeah. <laughs> no, I'm joking. So uh, let's talk about, uh, tell, tell us who you are. Tell okay. us about you. Um, so, if anyone does a little backstory about me, so I was born in a small town of Los Gatos, California, and I make the joke that you know you're not from Los Gatos when you call it Los Gatos, because Los Gatos is spelled L-O-S-G-A-T-O-S, but we say Los Gatos. Mm-hmm. But um, from there, I played football. I've been always around um, having that protective mentality. I love the sport of football because the fact that I can throw myself out there and protect someone, I want to um, be able to take care of people. And 
and then I started doing, um, you know, I, I, I like making sure that people are always smiling and protected. So I actually even got into uh, theater and music and all that crazy stuff. And um, <laughs> seeing people's reaction, that, that's what really drew me to where I am right now. And then all of a sudden, out of all the places that uh, God wanted me to go is Utah. And I didn't believe that Utah, I was made for Utah. Nobody does. Until right. they, they get here and they're like, oh, wow. Yeah, like, right. Cool uh, as a Californian, I was like, I... My California die, and then all of a sudden I come to Utah, and I'm like, uh, yeah, I, I understand why I moved. Like it's it was beautiful here, mm-hmm. and slowly and surely, um, I, you know, I slowly relied on my um, my physicality in football to get me to colleges and such, and um, I actually had um, a teacher tell me that um, I couldn't go to university because I. I wasn't made for university. I like wasn't, I, I like wasn't smart intellectually? enough. Intellectually? Yeah, I wasn't smart enough. Well, uh, I'm going to tell you right now, that's the dumbest thing I've ever heard. Right? Like, but... Um, what a terrible teacher. <laughs> um, and it's not me here to point fingers. I'm, I'm very grateful for everyone that's come in my life, good and bad, because it made me the man I am today. Because um, with that, um, I had that little bit of a moment where I was like, well, what the heck am I going to do? Like, I... And um, I remember playing my first, because I got some scholarships to play f- for some big universities um, in high school, and I d- dislocated my shoulder, and all those scholarships went out the window. And I was like, oh, what am I going to do? And my grandma came up to me, and she told me that I need to apply to Dixie, Dixie State University down south. And so, I, so everybody knows that's in southern Utah. That's, yeah, southern it's in Saint, Saint George, right? Saint, sunny Saint George. Yeah, like uh, right by the Nevada border. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and I didn't think that. Well, I thought it was a community college at first, and then um, my grandpa pointed out this was a university, and I was like, oh, "Is this?" And I just felt this really good feeling about that. And I talked to my mom, and slowly but surely. Um, I applied and I got it and um, I remember walking into that teacher's office with my acceptance letter to Dixie State University mm-hmm. and pointing at the university uh, symbol and saying, don't you dare ever tell someone that they can't do something. And still today, that teacher, um, I went back at least three three years ago and they, I gave him a Dixie State flag. <laughs> and, <laughs> um, and, no, like, and he still has it. Um, oh, that's awesome. uh, oh, excuse me. She, she still has it right uh, um, above her desk. And it was... Do you feel like that was a really good teaching moment for her? No, it was a, I think it was a good teaching moment for both of us because yeah. I, I really taught myself that, you know don't listen to even though some people <laughs> who may have a higher position than you for her uh for her it showed that um you know don't crush um, a young person's dreams and then at that point um i went to dixie state and then i joined <laughs> it's actually funny when I went to Dixie, I was um, trying to get involved, so I got involved with the radio. I was miles, miles, miles in the morning, mm-hmm. and um, and then I got into student government. And with all those things, great things, I still felt that I was I was missing something, and I wanted to be a part of something. I wanted to be, go back to that um, way to protect people and to where where does that desire to protect people come from? Um, I think it came from. Um, I don't know. I, I find more joy in my life where I find my more happiness is making sure that someone else is smiling and happy. Mm-hmm. And I just live for that. I think it's uh, with the comic comic books I, um, I read when I was younger. I've read a lot of Captain America. Mm-hmm. I know that sounds very cliche, but I, I, like, I, I loved um, growing up with superheroes. Mm-hmm. And um, I, it, it's always felt like I've always wanted to be that superhero. Mm-hmm. And now that superhero mentality, like I'm going into this college as a new freshman, I'm trying to find my place. And I feel like everyone at that moment, like five years ago, geez, now think about it. Um, um, trying to find, figure out who, 
who you were, who who Miles sure. was, because mm-hmm. I mean, in high school, it was just football. That was all football and acting. That was it. And now I'm in college trying to figure out who I am. And now, um, I I remember going to a football game, and I remember walking around trying to. I mean, what what? Let's go. Let's talk a little bit more about football. What what position did you play? I played um, defense. I like everywhere like in defense, or yeah, it was a line, oh, de- uh, linebacker, defensive end. Defensive end. Uh, I was one of the small guys, but um, I got my position because I was um, gutsy and um, yeah, like, <laughs> I, I didn't care how tall the guy <laughs> yeah, was in front no, of me. No, that's I was, grit. I was getting right? I was getting that ball and I was getting that guy down. Yeah. So the offense can score, and I was really good at what I did. And no one they used to. Uh, my nickname was Bambi. Mm-hmm. Um, because I always love with my head, but if you got taken down by a guy named Bambi, I mean, <laughs> it's it's kind of funny for yeah, me yeah. and for the team. Yeah. Um, anyway, so I remember you should put that in, like, on the back of your jersey. Yeah, That's, Bambi. That should have been. You should have legally changed your name while you're. Name oh no, I love I love my I love <laughs> my name. My dad, my the way that my dad named my name, he told me he's like, if I can see in in a. And lights, Miles Jack Morrison. That's how it does have a, a certain ring. To yeah, it. it's. it's I, yeah. I mean, I I always make the joke. The reason why they call me Miles is because I'll go the distance for you. Ba-dum-sh. Do you sing? Yeah, the song, do, do, the my, Disney song. Which the uh, go the distance? Yeah, Hercules, right? Oh, you're right. <laughs> <laughs> I've heard you yeah. sing, man. You have a great voice. <laughs> Thank you. I'm, I'm, <laughs> I promise I'll sing not on the podcast but somewhere else. But just like uh, when we're done with this, I want to solo. Just perfect. for me. I will. And I'll I will cry definitely myself do that. Sleep, <laughs> <laughs> so I remember I was at that football game, and I was walking around and I uh, bumped into um, a, a soldier. Um, he was in actually ROTC and he was wearing a beret, and uh, he looked very official. And I was like, "Oh, cool! Like, hey, how you doing, sir?" He's like, oh, "Don't call me sir. I'm like, I work for a living." And I'm like, oh, haha. But um, and I looked at, I was looking at him and I had like, that little bit of like an aha moment. And I asked him, I was like, so uh, how do you get that beret? He was like, well, what do you mean? I'm like, well, I, how'd you get it? Like, get, he's like, well, if you join ROTC, um, you can get, you can do this. I'm like, oh, so I, like, is it a class or if I have to literally join the military? He's like, well, you can take it as a class when you get the whole entire thing. And I was like, oh, cool. And I just, I joined on the spot. But as I was doing that, I was kind of get that familiar feeling of putting on the uniform, like football, and having that protective mentality. And I don't know, that, that family, familyhood feeling. And I loved it. Was it, was it a sense of belonging? It was, it, it, yeah, it was like, like I wanted to become something, a better version of myself. Mm-hmm. And I was finding that through uh, the military, and um, so, I, I got so, I got so fed up. Like, yeah, I got I got fed, so fed up that I was doing this class. I wasn't doing the real thing. Mm-hmm. So I literally went to the recruiter, and I said, "I want to do this. I, I, sign me up." I didn't even tell my mom. Like, I just I just did it. Yeah. And I I, <laughs> I, I remember the the funny f- phone call after I did that and I was like so um mom uh don't kill me <laughs> I I talked to the recruiter she's like oh what 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 recruiter I'm like uh, the military she's like tell me you joined something safe I'm like well define safe like military is military is not a safe job um she's like well did you join the at least the air force and the navy something like in that I'm like not exactly. <laughs> She's like, well, what'd you join? I'm like, I joined the army. She's like, oh. at least tell me there's, commu- like, so I was a communications major. Um, She's like, at least tell me there's something communications and uh, what you're doing. And I'm like, well, um, there's radios in the paladins. She's like, what's a paladin? I'm like, it's a, it's a, it's a howitzer. She's like, "What's a artillery? howitzer?" Yeah, it's like it's artillery, mom. And she's like, and she hung up the phone. Oh man! So I was like, "Oh, jeez." But it's you know, and that's kind of a little backstory where I sit right now because of all these things of me wanting to, you know, protect someone, like find where I am, and I feel like who Miles Jack Morrison is is always serving someone else. So how? 
I like that. That's really cool that you have that mentality of, mm. uh, how do I say it, being, putting your yourself in front of others to protect them. Absolutely. I think, I think it's, I think if we had more people like that, the world would just be a better place. Oh, well, I, I hope to inspire a lot of people to understand that, um, it's not just you in this world. There's a lot of people mm-hmm. out there that need need help, and you know it, it takes it takes a special person to reach their hand out. And why not why not be that person? Yeah. Sometimes I think it too. It's harder to ask for help than to offer it. Right. And I don't I don't really understand why that is. Maybe it's a people think they're showing when we when we are afraid to ask for help, we are afraid of the others will perceive us as weak. Mm-hmm. Or uh, that we're not t- capable of taking care of ourselves, or uh, that we're freeloading, or well, I don't know. I think there's a lot of different reasons why we don't ask for help. Yeah, but the strongest people, in my opinion, are the ones that are, that have the guts to ask for help. I, I would agree with you on that. I would. It it, it takes a, a lot of courage to do it. Mm-hmm. And I, and I think our society we define strength as independence rather than. Uh, community oh yeah 110 percent. yeah so let's get to, i want to get to the story of we talked about before you joined the military join the military <coughs> um where you that your mentality of wanting to help other people but i want to talk about events that have happened in your life that define who miles jack morrison is and uh when you shared this story with me several months ago, um, I was just blown away. And I, had, I this this whole podcast was just an idea. It was right. more of a dream. And I was just I I didn't want I didn't know what it was gonna take. Mm-hmm. And now I'm here. But when I talked to you, um, I said to you like I want to have you on my show. And your start your story like, touched me. Can you, would you share with? The listeners and everybody who's here here listening to this today, your story of uh, finding yourself. Um, after I got back, um, I back from basic training, basic basic, uh, basic and AIT advanced individual training. For yeah, uh, for the people who don't yeah. know that, is. I know when I get with like military people, like we talk in so many acronyms that it's like yeah, it's know. just a second nature for us. Yeah, um, but um, it was also second nature for my dad that he was always there for me. He's been my best friend. And one of the biggest supporters of my life. And um, when I was young, uh, my family separated. And that was very hard for me because um, I didn't get to see my dad all that often as much as I wanted to. But you put me and my dad next to your room, we're literally identical. Like, we look we look like, we laugh like, we... You know, I, I looked up to him so much. And... Um, I wanted to be like him because not only that, that he was out there all like out there grinding. He was, he was an entrepreneur. He started his business and a multi-million dollar business. And, um, I wanted to be like my dad. And one big thing that, um, my dad has always told me is like, son, if you have the option to become a better man, you need to do it every single time and when I was uh, little we did this little thing that um, every time we left for work um, I said hey dad um, good luck and the next day I said hey dad ten times good luck and the next day after that is hundred times <laughs> and then I asked my dad what's the biggest number in the world he's like infinity I'm like dad infinity good luck and throughout my whole entire life having that infinity good luck I, I, I always said, me and my dad, that's the way we say I love you. It's just saying affinity, good luck. And it was just our thing. And it was very, very, very hard on how my family separated. Cause, um, and I, I don't think my dad was a weak man. But, you know, uh, when you play with uh, things like alcohol and alcoholism, it, it's, um, it's a demon that not only that tears people apart but tears yourself apart you, you kind of lose who you are 
and I've seen that in my family that, um, again, my family is a very, very strong family for what they, what we've gone through. And, but you know, those demons are stronger and we got to watch out for that. And, um, I saw one of the most powerful, strong, loving men, um, get lost in that. So he got lost. So he he was an alcoholic, right? He was an alcoholic. And how long did he, uh, struggle with that? I mean, all his life. And I've, I've read into it. Like he's, um, my, my family has that addictive personality Mm -hmm. and, um, it could be a good addiction. It could be a really bad addiction, but we, I have to understand that I have that. I have that personality trait and my dad definitely did. And, um, you don't become who you are when you're letting that run your life, but like, you just gotta watch out because something like this. And I remember, um, I was at playing uh, flag football at my college and I haven't heard from my dad for quite a bit and it worried me. And um, we were talking about a couple of days before, we were talking about going to the, the Ute football game. He got tickets and I was about to go see him next week and um, I just haven't heard from him. So we were worried. And um, I got a call from my older brother, Kevin, asking him like have you talked to dad I was like no and um, uh, two days passed from that call and I get a call uh, from my grandma and um, she's like I'm, where are you I'm like uh, just driving around um, about to go to my house she's like we're gonna come pick you up I'm like why she's like we gotta talk to you and um my grandma got out of the car and she walked at me and said um um your father is not with us anymore he passed away and um knowing how such an amazing man like him can be stripped away from me just in an instant like that, um, it hurt. It hurt. It still hurts. I miss him every single day. How long ago was this? Uh, about three years ago. And, um, gosh, like, I, I, I didn't I, I, at the moment I didn't understand what was going on I just didn't believe it was real and um, I just first thing I did was I called my sergeant I called him and said um, I'm going to be away for a bit I'm going to be okay I don't I, 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 my dad passed away and my sergeant was very 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 comforting I told him that I like one big thing the military is very good with is making sure that soldiers are constantly watched over over traumatic moments and I want to didn't want to be um, thrown just like one out of left field I wanted to let everyone know that where I was going to be and mm-hmm. I was I just got on a plane flight right to California uh, to see my mom and my brother and my sisters um, and um, can you can you share with us how how your dad passed? Are um, you comfortable with that? So it it wasn't it wasn't natural. It wasn't it wasn't natural. Um, and I don't think my dad was a weak man for that. No, I, and, I don't think that at all. Um, it, it's just like it just shows how terrible and horrible um, what alcohol can do and alcoholism and I haven't drank a single drop since then and um, I but the incredible thing with all this that happened um, that even though when my dad passed away I still felt 
a big, big feeling in my heart that he's okay. Mm-hmm. And he's taken care of. And um, I remember seeing his body one last time and just holding his hand. And I just realized, I'm like, that's not my dad anymore. Because if he was, he would inflate with life. And um, he's somewhere else. And, you know, I had to... Uh, come to God moment that that eternal families are real and I will be back with him and I just felt this comforting feeling as I was driving back down to St. George that you know for all the good things and bad things happening in your life they make you are who you are right now and I wanted to count all the blessings that my father has given me in that moment And that's why I take every single day as a blessing. The fact that I can breathe, the fact that I can move my body, the fact that I can just talk to people, the fact that I'm here right now talking to you and talking to everyone on this podcast is that I want you guys to all remember that with the good and bad that happen in your life, gosh, I wouldn't throw any of that away. Why why do you say that? Because look where who I am right now. I am a good man. I have I know what I know. I know that the sun will always rise no matter how dark the night gets. And would you say that this experience has come to define your metal or your strength of character? And you know what what yes. And at the time I was just destroyed about it but now after a couple of years ago like I I would give anything anything I would I, there's times where I want to just throw all this success out the window just to have one phone call with my dad but I know that I know um, that something higher something that um, that God like he's definitely put this in my life so I can be able to tell this metal, tell this story, tell that. And and every single day, my dad lives with me. He's, yeah, I'm I'm Morrison. We're strong. And um, the fact that I can still smile and everything, I I just really hope that everyone can see that, that there's a lot of, you know, some bad moments, a lot of great things happen. And not saying that my dad's death was something that I'm proud about. I'm I'm very. Well, I think what you're proud of is who who you've become well, from the lessons you've learned through going through that suffering. Yeah, and I'm proud to be my dad's son. Yeah, I'm proud. To, I'm proud of that I can, with all the things that he taught me, that I've overcome. Top notch, heart aching moments. Yeah. Are you familiar with David Goggins, who he is? Yeah, I've heard, yeah, I've heard David Goggins, yes. David Goggins is, like, the most metal person on the face of the oh, earth. Oh, yeah. <laughs> he's yeah, incredible. Like, and uh, someday he's going to be on the show. He just doesn't know it yet. Right. We're, we'll, we'll, we'll find a way. Him. We'll bring we'll him on. We'll get him. It's just a matter of time. Just, you know. But uh, he says that there's victory in suffering. If you want to find out who you are, discover who you really are, mm-hmm. you have to go to war with yourself. Did you go to war with yourself? Yeah, well... And what, what, what? how did you find that victory? Every single day is a battle. The fact that... Um, the fact that you get out of bed, the fact that, as I said, like, the breathing is a blessing from God. That The fact that you can go and take that breath and move your body and go do something, that's the battle. Like, that's the fact that you have... So so many hours in a day, so many days in a year, and so many years on this earth. What are you going to do with it? And when I've, I mean, I started my own company, um, <laughs> and people thought I was crazy, and you know, people thought I was also crazy joining the military. People thought I was crazy going to a university, as they just said. Mm-hmm. But you know, it's the battle is proving to yourself that you're you have worth. Yeah. And you do. Everyone here, the as I said, like... If you're living, you have worth. 
How even, may- if, even if you've passed, you still have worth because of the impact you've had on other people. That has value. Yeah, think about it. How many planets out there in the universe? How many universes out there? Mm-hmm. And the fact that you're here, that you've made it, that you're a living, breathing human being, that you have intelligence enough, well, intellect enough that you can retain information mm-hmm. and then use that information to make something. <laughs> yeah. Like what? Yeah. Like that mind blown like, emoji. Mind blown. Like like <laughs> you just sit yeah. there and I'm like and I and in my my age, the my age group, the the uh, the people my age like they're just sit there like worried about what's why they couldn't go to the party on Friday. Yeah. And I worry about like why how what's the next <laughs> how am I gonna solve the next world's biggest problem? And um yeah, it's 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 a tough world, but you know what? You're tougher. Oh, that's a good point. I like that a lot. You're tougher. Yeah. That that's what what metal is, right? Yeah. You're tougher than what you're dealing with, right? And you, we use the without the suffering, we don't learn. It, there's no growth without struggle. I, and, and everything. If you think about a weed growing mm-hmm. in the dirt, it's got to push up out of the dirt, knowing that there's something better up above, right? And our we we. The only way we grow individually is, is is through struggle and suffering. Even when we build muscle, like we tear that muscle apart, and it heals itself and becomes bigger and stronger. And that, that I don't know, what are your thoughts? What do you think? What do you think about that? Well, like, what, what lessons have you learned that have uh, from your suffering? How is this? Let me back up and say this. How is the suffering you went through losing your dad been a benefit to you? And how did how did you grow from it? That I mean, I can't, you can't every single day is a blessing. I will never look at another day and think to myself that I'm going to waste another moment. I, I I'm a I'm a very big person on Instagram, and uh, I well not big, but like I I'm very about making memories, and I'm very big about. Trying to make someone else's day, and one one thing that um, learning something from my dad is that you, I, I mean, you gotta you, not not every single moment's given to you. It's not handed to you. You have to go get it. Yeah. And um, I know for a fact that the father and husband I'm gonna be, I will not allow that in my family. Mm-hmm. And because I've seen it, and I'm not, and I've seen it tear apart. Are you, are you tear, talking tear, about negativity? No, I'm just t- talking about the alcoholism, oh, the, okay. like, okay. um, the that stuff, allowing an earthly thing over, um, a celestial blessing or just a blessing for myself, like, with health wise, mm-hmm. like, I will never allow that stop me from getting something that I would love to have, and that's. One to be a husband, two to have a family, and three have a sustainable family. Yeah. I do the, everything I do is so I can have those three things, and um, and definitely learn a lot of things from my dad. But obviously, from um, that thing too, I I saw saw a firsthand example of what happens if you allow those things happen in your life. Even like a big strong man like my dad yeah. has succumbed to that. Yeah, addiction. Man, addiction is probably, I'm going to say from my perspective, addiction is the hardest thing anybody can go through. Um, and I have a, have a lot of empathy for people who have been through addiction. As um, My addiction and overcoming it that um, I've, I've been through, uh, the lessons that I learned from it define me as who I am. Mm-hmm. And uh, there were a lot of times I just wanted to quit. And I did quit. And things happen that I'm not proud of. From your perspective, why do you think people quit? Not just on fighting things that are difficult and addiction, but why do they quit on themselves and chasing their dreams? Why do people quit? Um, it's I feel like the world around them and people tend to listen to more about others, other people's opinions rather than themselves, and 
one of those other opinions is those little demons in the back of your head. That's not you. And because um, when you go chase a dream, it's you make that dream. Mm-hmm. You that that's that like I want I want to do this. Like no one's going to tell you like, hey, you should do this. Like I'm not going to pick up a lacrosse stick. I'm going to pick pick up a football because I like football. But when I hear, you know, like I'm I'm bringing back the football mentality, like uh, or example, uh, when you hear the booze and the <laughs> like, if there was no crowd and everything, you were just playing football, it wouldn't matter. You'd just be playing it. Mm-hmm. But when you hear those other, when you take in those other thoughts in your head. The outside, the outside, like thoughts, like you're you're gonna think like, oh my gosh, like do I really suck? <laughs> like, do I really feel that? And then you start believing it. And I've I've had those moments too. Like I've I've had very weak moments where I was like, am I really that? Like, am I that bad? Am I that? Mm-hmm. Do I suck that much? And then I it just started to make me believe believe that I really did suck, and I was about to quit. Like I was about to quit a lot of big things that were about to big things that were about to happen in my life. Like when I first started my company, when I first like, I didn't make it through a military course. Like, does it make me a bad soldier or a bad businessman? No. Does it make me a bad man? No. Yeah. But one thing that I did notice through all that is those outside voices. You just got to watch out for that. You got to understand like. Who's who's talking? Who do you want to listen to? Yeah, so th- this is great because this, this leads a great segue to what I want to talk about next is, is comparison. Mm-hmm. And I think that's what what you're kind of getting at is we compare ourselves uh, to others or the perception that they've made it to some imaginary destination. Oh yeah. Or we compare ourselves to what people say we are, and that and we compare ourselves to the success of others. And so when we fail, we often will identify with that failure, not thinking that. Oh, I just I failed at this, but that I am a failure. Right. And um, yeah, like building off on that, like I'll give you an example. Uh, when I first started my company, Swolmate. Um, by the way, if anyone's listening to this podcast still, um, Swolmate Fitness is a brand that um, I created about a year ago. We we've just hit worldwide. Um, it has a net worth of a million dollars right now, and I'm it, I'm blown away by it. I'm very humbled by it, but you know, when I when I started my company, like there was um, there was people who told me like, oh, you like clothing, really? You don't know anything about clothing. You don't know anything about this and that. Like, and there was times where I was living off of pennies, like paying off gas bills and stuff. And I was like, am I really doing? Like, what am I doing? Like, and I was more listening to their opinions about how to run my company. And everything, mm-hmm. but you know what the funny thing is, if it, if they had the opinions, if they had the ideas that they tend to give me, the good advice that they had, where's their company, right? And that's why everyone was just thinking to myself, I'm like, if people are gonna judge me from trying something and trying to put myself out there, who's who's the judge? Like, cast the first stone if you haven't said Or Were these people that were judging you, had they even tried starting a company? No. Before? So you, you've already beat them because you, you were attempting to do something that they had, weren't, had never done themselves. And, and you know what? Like, then the funny thing is right now, the moment that someone became successful... They started calling They them. started calling me yeah. and they started asking me, like, hey, yeah. so I was thinking about starting my own brand. I was hey, like, I was wrong. No. Uh, but, tell me how, why but, I was wrong. But yeah. you know what? Yeah. I, I, I'm never the one to tell someone that they can't do something because yeah. I'm not going to be them. That's good. So I help them. And you know what? I say, I point them in the right direction. I say, do your research, do this and that. And it, it's, <laughs> it, it's funny. Like you, you just, you got to remember that trying is, trying is the biggest part of succeeding, succeeding and failing is definitely a big part of succeeding too. Mm-hmm. Because guess what? You can fail 111 times, but the 112th, if it works, there's 100. Like, you, you're walking away with a paycheck. Like, yeah. And then that 112th time, you're going to take everything you learn from those other 111 fells. They're going to teach you the lessons which mm-hmm. you, need, you did wrong, which you need to do differently. Yep. 
and so, and not a damn fine with failure. Right, right. And failure is a beautiful thing. It's a great teacher. It's the best teacher. And, you know, it, it really humbles someone, too. Um, and starting back to how Swami even started. Um, yeah, take I, us back there. What, what, where did the idea come from? Uh, what did you go through? Is, take us day one. Day one. Day so one. I, day one Swami. I am, have always been someone who's been a cheese ball. Uh, someone who's been in love with love all of my life. And that goes back to my um, influence with Disney and the fairy tale. And, um, That's so true because as my daughter came down and wanted to say hi to you, the first thing you asked her was, who's her favorite yeah, like, Disney princess? Yeah, she was wearing Disney. I was like, <laughs> boom, I got this. Best like, friend. Did we just become best friends? Did we just become best friends? <laughs> um, but um, I, just the Disney mentality, I love that happy, whatever, happy ever after mm-hmm. feeling. And... Um, and the funny thing is too is I, I'm very into fitness I had a big transformation I used to be 250 pounds not a good 250 by the way how tall are you? I'm 5'9 I'm so, so you can kind of do the comparison like yeah. and I'm painting that picture because you definitely don't if you're 250 pounds you're pure muscle like yeah like you're it like I feel uncomfortable physically about my physical appearance when I'm around you I yeah. feel super fat when I'm around you, you and I'm not okay fat. first of all you're perfect <laughs> thanks um, <laughs> but like I I my neck I, I didn't it's just it's kind of like a face and then attached to the body so um, I, I have no chin so oh my gosh don't even go there <laughs> I'm just uh, but um anyway I had a, little, a big moment in my life where I transformed my life with my fitness and I felt better and just more motivated but it was those people in my life that truly did motivate me uh, my friends my family um, I had people in my life at the time that really did motivate me and um, I used to make this joke called swoolmate like they're my swoolmates and um, but it was actually the tipping point when I found when I went to the gym one time and I saw an unfit couple and they were in there, but they were in there enjoying themselves. They were in there pushing themselves. They're in there falling more in love with each other because they were in there together. They were in there pushing. Like it was just, it was incredible. I was, I almost like teared up. I was like, I was just going to ask you like how emotional. Did yeah. You I got very emotional. Like awesome. and you don't, here's a guy in a tank top and shorts and like about to cry and it's not because I was lifting weights I was like, like oh, she's beautiful like not stereotypical like, yeah right like, I was I was breaking the whole entire stereotype but <laughs> I'm okay with that no I'm you okay. should that's good that's I'm great I'm okay being a different person no be different be you man so um and then I saw them and I was like I how do I take that feeling and put that in the gear and I thought to myself I'm like well why and at the time, there was these brands, other brands, I'm not even going to bring them up because they're irrelevant, um, but I was talking to them and I was like, let me represent you. Let me do this for you. I can do this. I can. I believe I can do this. So so why clothing brands? Like, well, the it, love and the clothing. It, it was just draw, well, like it was, that bridge. Well, that's what I was going to say. Like okay. these clothing brands that I was talking to, I was like, I was going to represent them. I was going to do this and that. And I was like, you know what? I'm sick of that. I'm sick of these brands that are so individual focused on themselves they're they're so focused on making money and the individual i feel like the fitness world's all about the individual so that thought to myself mike there's that i want to use that feeling of those two that that couple i saw and flip the fitness world and that's when swimmate happened that's when i i I applied what I know about marketing and you know I there's a lot of people who turned me down because they thought I couldn't know didn't know how to market I didn't know how to run a business so it's kind of like a self-proving myself like mm-hmm. here's a here's a here's a young man that I believe so much so heartily that love is a true motivator in life that I'm gonna start a business over it did I know how to start a business? No. Did I know anything about clothing? Not really. All I knew is that love truly does motivate someone. You've monetized love. 
what was that? She's monetized the sharing love. Yeah, like that's I want, awesome. I want to. Sh- <laughs> and I, I don't, I don't mean that as a negative way, but yeah. you've taken something that's universal, that we all appreciate, that we all desire. Yeah. Right. Turned it into a brand, and are are using sharing your message that that your Disney message, right? Yeah, my that 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 mentality and the, the so the way that the name is spelled is S W O L M eight. And um, if you guys look on my website, the logo, um, it's the S, the M, and the 8 make up the heart. But the reason why I chose 8 in the name is um, I believe love goes on for eternity. Um, that's just my background with eternal families and um, uh, my religious background, too. Like, I just feel that lo- love truly does go for eternity. Well, love never but dies. Love never dies. Yeah. And then this is where you're going to get goosebumps. I've already got him. Oh, right. Look at me, dude. With my, <laughs> and with my dad, um, you know how we say infinity good luck huh? all the time to each other? If you turn the eight sideways, what symbol is that? Infinity sign. It's the infinity sign. Not only that, I get to have this brand with me all the time and have that feeling about eternal families, eternal love, I get to have my dad with me too. So you brought your... Taking everything your dad taught you. Taking everything that... And sharing it with the world. Exactly. So, and that's what... Why I'm so passionate about what Swoolmate is. Um, dude, that, that... You're right. Uh, dude, look at my arms. No. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm like sitting here like blown away by this. Like, you're taking your dad's love that he gave you and you're sharing it with the world. And you know what? Um, and what? you're being super successful at it. You know, the, there's times where I'm sitting here, I'm like, how did this even happen? It's definitely a blessing from God. It's definitely a blessing that um, what having what my dad's taught me. But you know what? With all, as I said, like going all to back to these things, with the good things and bad things that happened in my life, it led me to the man I am today. It led me to the being the man at that moment, understanding that love is a true motivator and starting this brand. And now we're raising over uh, thousands of dollars for charity. We're starting up um, GoFundMe's for other charities and giving back to the community. And there's that protecting mentality that I had, that metal. Of Your being, identity. My identity is that giving person. And I, I want to be that person. I want to be that brand that flips the fitness world upside down and challenges challenges not only people but other brands too to give back to the community is more and i understand that there's there's bigger name brands that do that and i love that i mean every company go, go for that like yeah. yeah but do it for the right reasons i think you got the right reasons yeah Dude, this i'm blown away right now i really am like i'm just like i don't know what to say like you just you totally impressed me and that from the moment i met you uh i knew that it knew you were a great guy and like I remember when you opened up to me and you told me about your dad and why you started your company um, when we were standing in the hallway at the barracks you were mm-hmm. going to work out and I was going to go veg out on my phone no. <laughs> and uh, but no I remember I just was like I want to be friends with him like whatever this guy's doing like I want to be a part of it like, I was just so impressed by the the fact that you are unashamed of who you are, you live what you say, mm-hmm. Thank um, you. you have, you're passionate about uh, love. You're, you're, you have a passion for loving others, and that that's why I want. I'm I'm just I'm I'm humbled by have your willingness to help me out and on the show and be my guest um, and come here to my house and my home and meet my family and uh, I probably am more excited to have interview you than I have of anybody else I have lined up and uh, I, I just believe in you like I, I, I believe whatever you're doing man it's just it's incredible I don't, I don't know what to say I just I just feel emotions right now they're all good <laughs> well for me it's just I, I'm grateful for God obviously I'm grateful for my dad and I'm grateful for um, my incredible friends in my life and family 
and especially my soulmates. Like, and how do I become a soulmate? Am I a soulmate? And a soulmate, okay, that's why I love telling people this. A soulmate is someone who motivates someone with love. You don't have to be swole to be a soulmate. I didn't know about like join a club or like buy a t shirt. You're already doing it right now. I seriously with your family that uh, your wife wife and kids, I walked in the door um, to this uh, broadcast and I was just, I already felt a big. I don't know, the happy little ever, ever after feeling in here. But we have our own problems. So don't yeah, right. <laughs> right. Everyone's not perfect. Like, I got my own problems, so yeah. don't think that. No, no, I'm, I'm glad you feel that way. Uh, I, I told my wife that I wanted to make sure that the environment for this, this interview was you felt welcomed. And well, I'm surrounded by Disney's things, so yes, I'm feeling. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, if you look at my house, it's, we just decorate with Disney. We're fanatics. So with that said, what is your medal? How do you define your medal? Uh, my medal is taking in failure and creating something beautiful out of it. Um, I feel that sticking to what I believe in, even though when those boos from the other crowd come in your head, and um, to always find out and look on, even on the hardest of times, that moment's going to define and make you grow into the best man or woman possible it's another testimony that i'm going to be able to talk to someone about my metal and i think that's what it is just sticking to your guns pushing through not giving up on you because you are an incredible person no matter what anyone else says that's awesome turn your mess into a message right Mm -hmm. amen it's not original i read that somewhere but i really like it turn your mess into a message and that's I think together, what this 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 show right here, this episode right here, uh, I hope that that's what we're doing is sharing what was our mess, mainly your mess, and and how the message that you have is powerful, and you're gonna kill it, you're gonna slay. Oh, it, I, it's not the mess doesn't stop. Like I'm always gonna <laughs> no, I'm no, always gonna absolutely. create a mess, but um, yeah, yeah, but but you learn from it, right? Oh, amen. Right. Yeah. So you, your your message is powerful. It's beautiful. It's going to change the world. It's going to change people's lives. And I'm really grateful for you coming here, opening up, sharing something, kind of reliving those emotions of losing your dad. I can tell it's difficult. I was touched by it. And I'm sure others will be touched by it too. So thank you for your time. Thank you so much for doing this. It's uh, the world to me, man. I'm very glad to be on here. And the fact that um, I can share my story and share a little bit of my dad's story. Um, man. It's more than I can handle, and I'm very grateful for every single second of it. Thank you. So, what your website is what? Uh, so, you go on to www.swolmate.com. So, that's S W O L M 8. So, if you follow our Instagram um, right now, we're on there, same thing, S W O L M 8. Um, you can find out some promo codes if you guys follow our story. But we always are always trying to hook up our small mates up with sweet deals so keep your eyes to look out for that and if you want to join the Swolmate family you can go on our website again at www.swolmate.com and you can be, be a part of our team and become a Swolmate athlete and push your message of what love is and how it motivates you that's awesome well thanks for your time man anytime thank well, you so much back on. all right all right take care dude take care